Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to part two of the Guitar Nerds Bronkoff. Now, as I said on the end of the previous episode, we recorded this all in one full swoop. So I'm going to drop you right into the conversation where we left off in part one. The thing that I find with the Bronco too is that like, as they were saying, it's like the the body it's it's such a lively resonant body mm-hmm. that you when you when you're playing it it's just like the pickup will make a huge difference in what you're doing there and it's and which is great because you you think about like like more like harder denser woods and it's like that the frequencies that it's going to resonate at are are roughly the same but it's like the the magnetics that you put with that as well with this really soft feeling would it's just it just gives you so much to work with yeah 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 Yeah, completely and so so other than the uh, so other than the pickup what other uh what other upgrades did you make that were i guess not aesthetic before we move on to aesthetics sure so not aesthetic was the tech who installed the pickup for me upgraded the pots um so the pots were better better suited to accommodate the the far higher output of the b90 well they're another weird thing in the bronco mm. they're super yep. mini pots so if yes. you're keeping the plate on a bronco you've got to drill out the the, yep. the holes for, the, for yep. the pots, which is weird um and while you're at that drilling those holes the um tuners swapped out as well in this first bronco mod for me so already i was a fan of hip shot hardware um found it just super sturdy really really reliable and i thought um, the stock tuners just don't really do justice to the things I like about this Bronco. So I stuck some hip shot ultralights um, on, on again, this first Bronco and I went for lollipop shape. I think, I think. Very I, cool. Yeah. It's very cool. That was, that was a, that was a really nice sort of uh, balancer to the B90. I think by this time the JMJ the um oh yeah yeah the, yeah. Yeah. the, the fender mustang jmj yes just yeah. model jones signature base had come out with lollipop tuners which had really reminded me how much i liked them um so yeah those were the main in fact those that was the extent of the hardware um the rest of them and electrical aesthetic. mods yeah and the rest then on, were aesthetic on hip shot uh ultralights you know, yes great great tuners great tuners i don't know if this is like a a, a generational thing of sort of, I guess, what people 
think of as being like a proper tuner, mm. but we on the on the Ashdown basis, we went for hip shot ultralights. Oh, awesome! And yeah. I must like I must I get a comment all the time on I, online whenever I post the basses that's got a picture of the back of the headstock. And actually, I had a a couple of people mention when we had the the shop in. Uh, it, it, on Tottenham Court Road, you, you you came down, JD, to that yeah. one. When we had people checking out the bases there, like I had a couple of people coming in. It always, it was always, it was always older uh, older people that were coming in, but they were like, "You want to get some proper tuners on this, though?" It's because oh, they're small wow. on the back. Okay, and small, and people, that's interesting. People, people think they're not proper tuners because they're not massive and heavy. It's like no, these. It works. It can work the, the, both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, let me explain gear ratio to all of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, like that that's interesting. I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought that. Like I I mean I I think it's interesting with the like the ultralights. Like I I don't know that I would have those on sort of a 34 35 inch scale base right, or whatever, right. but it it sort of feels like yeah, it's just it's weird to me. I I don't think I would ever I would ever have thought about that cuz it's mm. like for me cuz it's I guess maybe because I know engineering and or I just trust Hipshot because like I put Hipshot stuff on almost all you know, like all all the Fender bases I've had everything is always I've always upgraded with like Hipshots right. and detuners mm-hmm. and and all those so yeah it's weird that Hipshot have absolutely dominated the tuner market and don't <sighs> seem to have managed to do the same when it comes to bridges. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's. I mean, because you you think about it, and there's there's still like there's Shaller and some other like you you see Goto and stuff around, but yeah, Bridges Bridges is weird. Yeah, I, although there there are a, a couple a couple bridges that work with the Bronco that are that are the hip shot bridges, like the vintage right. some of the vintage spec, and I I really yeah, that's interesting because like I really I really love almost everything hip shot does. Like I can't think of anything I don't love and. I've never really had a hip shot bridge because I yeah. always go with like, you know, a badass when they were still well, this they were still around. Everyone and, goes for a badass, and and there are plenty of companies that, like I think a, is it Omega who yeah. do the, mm-hmm. the 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 common copy I yeah, guess yeah. of a badass. Yeah, I've never really I, I've never I don't have any experience with those, um, but. Yeah, because I I I bought a couple like of the Leo Quans when they were sort of winding down just. And then they last forever, so yeah, you don't really, yeah, exactly. you know. But and then I really like the Babbage, like I like those sure. those Babbage really bridges. And as far as like being able to really transfer a lot of energy, but weighing nothing, like that's what I had on that that jazz bass that we were talking about earlier off mm. off air. You you didn't miss anything, um, <laughs> and and it's like that's what I put on that, and it was such a such a great bridge, such an innovative design as well. I uh, I, I do really like the Babbage, and I got I bought a secondhand fretless like Mexican jazz bass that had some upgrades, had Aguilar pickups and had a Babbage bridge, and I was like, basically oh. sounds like the one I sold recently. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, oh, brilliant Babbage bridge, and really sort of you know I knew they were good, they were great, and I was like, oh, I got it. I was like, right, need to need to set up. Why do I need two different Allen keys for this? Like, I, no, I'm, I'm not saying they're not right. great. I'm just like, you've made something complicated that doesn't need to be. That that was my my problem with it. I'm sure that their intonation is very very good, but I don't care about those sort of things. Yeah, I yeah, it's interesting because I don't remember any any struggles with it. And then, <laughs> well, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it's just me. Well, no, no, I, that's, that's <laughs> about but I was, but I was just like, I I remember it being pretty. Straightforward and and you know I I know I've said things like intonation is a myth before, um, but it's but it's something I really 
care about oh, in so, a way. So it's not, I've remembered what it is. It's that it locks. The uh, bridge right, locks. right, yeah. Uh, yeah that's I, what it is. Because so, it's, it's the rolling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, a, so yeah, so you have to, once you've adjusted it, you then lock it. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that at first. So I'm like, why isn't this moving? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it was because, uh, yeah, because it, it, it it's locked. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it, I'm sure it, I'm sure it is a is a very good bridge. Uh, let's talk about the aesthetic changes you made on your original Bronco, Amy. What did you do with the finish? <laughs> we know what you did with the finish, but I want to want to hear about this. You want to yeah. drag me through this again? <laughs> talk uh, us through the visuals, right? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, warning, warning graphic scenes ahead. Um. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The, so the, the finish, obviously, that the Bronco comes with a stock is totally poly finish it's uh it's black or it's it's red which red is it is it an excellent question yeah that sounds i feel like it's torino red but it's a it's a very squire torino red yeah um yeah i I feel like the name doesn't really matter sure yeah well it's it's black (laughs) or red i actually think i'm not even sure they gave it a name yeah i I feel like it might be red yeah my little okay sure well it it um it does not leave a huge amount of room uh, for, you know, for the imagination, even with sort of, you know, you could put a cool pick card on it, of course, as stock. But um, I wanted to go a lot further than this. And um, yeah, I, I guess with my general interest aesthetically in sort of 1970s instruments and a lot of natural finishes across both vintage and modern instruments, I wanted to bring this to the... Bronco, seeing as I was modding it anyway. Um, and risk also, with something as budget, is that mm, going to bear Oh, absolutely. Wood? Yeah, absolutely. So I took this on completely by myself and very aware that it was it was um, kind of becoming more DIY as I went. I stripped, without bothering to sort of rent a heat gun or any of the sort of recommended uh, techniques for finish removing, I chipped off the poly finish. Now, luckily... It must have taken forever. It did. It did, yeah. And um, I did it in my 
family kitchen at the time and certainly upset. Um, I, I I think my mother might still be hoovering um, <laughs> pieces of poly finish from, from the depths of our kitchen line out today. Um, but yeah, so I, I manually chipped off the thick poly finish. What I was left with was certainly by no means perfect. It required a little bit of sanding, but again, I did this just by hand. Um, there's a very thin layer of white primer that you find beneath this thick poly finish. Oh, it's horrible. You've seen it. Exactly. So, so Joe, you obviously stripped the finishes for our But I heat it and the primer is yeah. the problem because yeah. the, the... Primer is more permanent than, well, than the thick poly finish. But the, the poly finish, even when you heat gun it off, essentially you're heat gunning it to the point that you can get a chisel underneath yeah. and it chips exactly. off and a big yeah. chunk comes off. That's yeah. done. The primer just turns into like PVA glue yeah. on the body. And yeah. that's just a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. So between that and obviously... A, obviously the Bronco is a body that's not intended to have that finish removed. So there was some quite chunky sort of glue spots. Um, the piecing, I remember, was kind of interesting on my first Bronco. So yeah, these were things that I sort of thought, hmm, okay, I should, I should think about what I'd like to do here. Um, and what I ended up doing, again, just super DIY, literally down to my local hardware store, I put like a mahogany stain over the natural finish. Once I brought out... Once I sanded, 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 just enough to bring out the um, the kind of full natural presentation, I thought a nice rich kind of mahogany tone over this would be quite nice. And I stained it and very deliberately left it to age unfinished. So it's it's a totally unfinished um, finish. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it were. it's picked up some nice wear into the stain now, like where you exactly. get those, it's like color fluctuations where your yeah. arm obviously sort of exactly yeah stuff. so th- so this is a this is a base that i've gigged a lot since um i think i feel like the my first bronco mod was th- the the very kind of outward turning point in just completely letting go of any pre brand preconceptions like yeah. any like i'm so mm. done with brand preconceptions now i feel like um, this Bronco was not the first excellent Squire I played, but it was one that I'm completely happy to sort of make a bit of bit of a noise about, both literally and figuratively, for what you can what you can do on that much of a budget. Yeah. Um, I, I you know I, I at the time received a few comments kind of saying like, oh my god, you know you've put more financially in mods into this than you spent on the instrument. And it's like that's that's fine. Yeah, I've ended up with with kind an, of the point. It, yeah. it was kind of the point. Was yeah, like this uh, like this kind of practice point for modding um certainly left me feeling like i'd be a lot more confident modding other um other slightly more expensive models now i think what you were talking about there too about like the like when you when you take the paint and primer and everything like off the base sort of realizing that it's like this wasn't a base that was ever meant to have this paint removed like that yeah that was something when i when i was building instruments that we would we would look at we would take the wood and we would say this was one that needs to be black this is one that needs to be a sunburst this is one that is natural and it's it's mostly the figuration and things like that and it's you find ones with like imperfections because i think people are becoming much more uh, you know like people are releasing series around like having bases with imperfections in them and yeah. stuff now <laughs> but it's like but it was a thing for so long it was like everything needed to be pristine and and if there was any sort of like nodding in the wood or any sort of like small cavity that would easily be filled with filler that it couldn't be a natural 
finished yeah. instrument. And like, that's one of those things you see with like, certainly in the Broncos, like once we've, you know, like seen the bodies, you're like, whew, they, yeah, these, these are meant for paint. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't exactly hand-picked uh, base wood pieces yeah. at the factory. I don't There's, think there, there wasn't any five five a you know flame maple under on <laughs> yeah. uh, like underneath. And you know what? If nothing else, I think that is testament to how resonant and how consistent Broncos still appear yeah. to be. Yeah. Like with those things taken into account, you know these these pieced bodies of of cheap material still seem to result in um, in great sounding instruments, and that's before any mods. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, just to bring it back to aesthetics, the final two points, I think final two points on my mod were uh, to match the sort of mahogany um, natural finish that I went for. I hit up a tort guard three four ply tort guard uh to kind of bring things back into refinement a little um from the very rustic body finish because the body finish kind of has its chips and all and i'm into that that was sort of the point with my hyper diy approach um and i finished it off with two red jazz bass knobs to continue the sort of warm um earthy sort of 1970s visuals very nice very nice mm. yeah the um one thing that i've, I've thought of when when i got those the the three broncos that we had and, and mm. I, yeah we, we, i probably would have come on to this in a minute but talking about the you know you removing the finish from those i got three black broncos and i removed the finish for for all of us for for, for those bases their serial numbers were one apart Oh wow! You know, so they okay. they were literally, literally from the factory belt. Yeah, yeah. The, the three next to each other. They had different primer undercolors. One <laughs> one of them wow. one of them had white primer. Yeah, and two of them had red primer. Oh underneath. wow! Yeah, okay. which was very weird. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and the red primers, were, I think, was the first one I did, and I was like, "This was a dawdle. This was very very easy. No problem at all." Did one of the white ones? I was like, "Oh, this is terrible! It's turning yeah. into like PVA glue underneath the finish." Maybe it was just glue. <laughs> yeah, maybe it, was, it literally it was, was. It was just filler. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was like, a bad Whoop. day for red primer <laughs> in the factory. It's just, just testament to the fact that it's like, are you just like making these with whatever you've got lying around? It really yeah. feels like they feel a bit chop shop. For I mean, if if they are, it's it's sort of it's part of the majesty of <laughs> of like the inverse majesty yeah. of a bronco. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we, we should we should talk about our broncos now. We should come on to that. We should talk about the three broncos, dear listeners. So so we we had to upgrade tuners, pickups, wiring if we wanted to, the finish, the hardware. We were going to make neck modifications. That, that was what we were we were going to do. So let's go through kind of what we each did on each of those things. Mm. So tuners, I guess. Yeah. First of all, we'll we'll go around the room we'll go through each bit talk about each of them and then at the end maybe we can summarize our instrument in full so tuners was the first thing and like we said we all wanted to change oh, oh sorry you, you, we we hadn't talked about that but you'd gone for the hip shot ultralights on your previous one the lollipops yes and yeah, we wanted to go for those again because mm-hmm. really they're, they're yeah just, that'd be it's, it's the right choice yeah really. they're just great great tuners yeah that, so, that was one unanimous choice across the across the three and was an easy one for us, I think, with exactly with Hipshot's track record and, and yeah. super solid tuners. Surprisingly difficult. We, initially, we wanted lollipops, didn't we? And, yes. and yeah. uh, impossible to get in the UK. I mean, yeah. I think it's also, we tried to do this like mid-season two pandemic times. Oh, yeah, and it was so like, true. Like true. it was like, there was like supply chain anyway. So it was 
Yeah, but it was. Yeah, I think it was great. We all did. We all end up with clovers. We we all got the hip yeah. shot um, ultralight clovers. Yeah, BTN Music really sorted us out yeah, there because yeah. yes. they, 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 awesome. they even they were sort of like low on stock, and they managed to get us the two sets. So so we we went. You, did we Naomi? Did we both go for Chrome? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We both we went, went for Chrome. Chrome. I was I was initially thinking of mini clovers, and I think they proved. I think for this project we we weren't able to get our hands on mini clovers. So yeah, I went yeah. for went for regular clovers and chrome. Chrome fit with the rest of my mod, so I was happy mm, with that. That's right. Well, I like the way ultralights have that sort of they have that satin yeah. almost yeah. They do, yeah. middle yeah. bit to them. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I like the sort of two two different tones mm-hmm. of metal. Yeah, I do I do too. And then like for mine, I ended up going with black, like black tuners, which was I think it was unsaid at the time, but we were all a bit like why did he go with black tuners? Yeah. But like, <laughs> in the end, there is method to the madness. But yeah. Indeed. Like, You've definitely made it a real theme throughout and brought yeah. everything in in a really tasteful way, which we'll go into. Yeah, but, you know, right. it's... it's um, Yeah, you, you've done a great job with the black tuners. But yeah, at the time, I was like, I think JD's just getting these because me and Naomi have gone for the same tuner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, yeah, it was just a bit of my oppositional defiance that was like, <laughs> it's like, I'm just, I'm going to get black ones. But no, it was it was something I, I really thought would be like a nice offset. Part of it was that it would stand out a bit and would be a bit different. But, and and there's a bit like for me, because the Bronco just really felt like a vintagey vibe kind yeah, of instrument yeah. um non-trademarked that i wanted to like <laughs> i wanted to vintage vibe it but was kind of thinking of like for me a lot of it was like the stuff you were thinking about in like like the 80s 90 era of like right. you know japanese fenders and sort of japanese bases and stuff like that so i was kind of thinking that era and being like well black tuners immediately to me sort of sent feels like that time well let's, let's talk about let's talk about that let's talk about the hardware now I guess. Yeah. there's no point waiting so the with, with the with the hardware you really made it a theme because you brought it in throughout the rest of the instrument yeah so what i ended up doing was like i tried to do a couple other things i ended up just keeping the stock bridge but what i what i ended up doing was uh taking off the saddles and everything and then um sort of sanding down the bridge and then i painted that black um and then the i also have a black scratch plate on mine and it's a matte scratch plate and so like the there was a bit of a sheen to the the bridge that i didn't really like so i started uh just you know with some steel wool like going over that just taking it down to kind of a mat and then i was thinking actually i'm going to relic it a bit because i wanted kind of a, a so there's there's like a tiny tiny bit of relicking around it and then i kept the the bridge saddles and the screws and everything very like, nice very like still chrome and so it's like this it's like black and chrome like offset on the bridge i think so. that's such a nice touch and it kind of harks to the tiny other bits of chrome around the body which literally are i think the pickup poles and the input yeah. jack yeah yeah the, so the the, the, the two-tone really um really kind of match yeah it's it's a really nice attention to detail and the screws you went for yeah i ended up um getting some black screws to on the black scratch plate so it was it's kind of stealthy so the only things you really see are um you can kind of get a bit of silver around like the I have like API, like console style knobs on it. But it's, you see the input jack, the saddles, the screws in the bridge, and then it's just the the pickup, like body that is chrome. Like that's the only real chrome pieces. Everything, uh, every other piece of hardware is black. So the, the string retainer is black. 
the, the which, which, which uh, goes yeah. the whole way through the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit through. Yeah, the the screw with the string retainer is long is thicker than 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 the uh, the headstock, but you know it's fine. It just gives you a little poke. Um, but I also so the the strap locks I ended up going are the the NS design Diodario ones that are sort of this blacky chrome sort of thing. Anyway, so like almost everything is is sort of stealth, but I I kind of wanted to just have bits of of chrome popping out and so like yeah like replacing the screws made it so there wasn't 11 different like pops of of chrome there and just made it like one big black plate yeah yeah exactly well let's uh yeah so um i I mean with with hardware actually naomi and me we both we've both stuck with the stock bridge we didn't change that um and i i I think did you you changed your pick guard screws right you, you've gone for some tasteful black pick guard screws as well i have a done bit of a- yeah and um genuinely that was not a um not a dig to jd or a um a flex as it were um i yeah so One for the kids yeah the, the black pick guard screw choice was to match the both the ply on the pick guard and the uh pickup itself which is a mojo Dyna soap bar P90. Yeah, very nice. Let's let's talk to about those. To bring us nicely yeah, onto yeah, yeah. onto pickups. Pick yeah, so. so we we were we were very very much sorted out by Mojo pickups. Yeah. They uh, they let they let us each choose um, our pickup from their from their base collection uh, of of pickups. Uh, yeah. Um, and but, also Q jump, which I'm very excited about. Yes, they, they did. Q, <laughs> oh, this is the worst thing. So you know, when we when we started doing this, doing the Bronco, the the Bronco off, the Bronco we, off. we had this idea that we were going to do it like in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, lots of lots of stuff happened. You know, last year that that prevented us from from doing it in as short a time as possible. But when I spoke to Mojo Pickups about getting the pickups, they were like, yeah, we can do them. But of course, you know, our books are closed at the moment. You were about sort of a six week waiting list. And I was like, oh, it'd be <laughs> really great if we could get, we really need it for two weeks to get this podcast. <laughs> that was a year ago. Oh, <laughs> dear. So yeah. They jumped us up the queue, queue, queue made us these pickups, sent, sent the pickups like next day delivery to me. And... And that was the last they heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, no, it, I did let huge, them know. <laughs> Yeah, huge. Thing. I mean, it's it is the thing that has really made my base. I feel like because I, I think all of them, like yeah, the, yeah and, certainly and same for mine. Yeah, it was the same with the with the Seric upgrade on your original. Mm-hmm. The, just, yeah, just changing up to some sort of big, powerful, large pickup in the middle of a bronco can completely change this instrument yeah it, it's the center to transforming it from a, a kind of super budget super entry-level instrument to to a gigging yeah yeah, yeah like exactly. ready to ready to be professional well, instrument one of the things that mojo do now actually they didn't do at the time that we ordered the pickups they do a complete like a drop-in for for a bronco now oh like yeah a, uh-huh. like oh, a, yeah, a four awesome. pole pickup mm-hmm. with all the electrics and everything else which actually mcnelly also yeah. did which is what i put in my music master i got it oh, through james's yeah. home yeah, of tone of course lovely sort of mcnelly like is that such a good sounding pickup mm-hmm. complete with the volume and tone and now it's great that mojo do the same thing great if you don't want to cut into the body or I, make I any mean, adjustments to be listener. fair 
I feel like either of those is the right answer. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like I, either of those would be like, yeah, if I were to do it, I mean, to be fair, I had loads of fun doing all this, but like if I had to do it again, it's like, yeah, a drop in would be, would be so simple to, t- it would immediately take this from, yeah. from absolute budget beginner thing to, to a, a completely gigable, could play any size venue with this, any level of importance gig with this and be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. The, 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 the drop-ins are a great solution. And, and both McNelly and Mojo just make really good oh, pickups. absolutely. Yeah. But let's talk about the pickups we chose. Because yeah. we all chose different pickups, obviously quite deliberately, because we all wanted to have something slightly different. Um, and there, we, we've gone for some weird ones. So, uh, so Naomi, you wanted to, you've gone for, a, I guess, a similar vibe in that you've gone for another P90, B90 style pickup. Yes, I have done. Um, so I didn't stray a million miles from the original B90 in my my first Bronco mod. Um, but I also didn't deliberately choose the, the soap bar P90 uh, by Mojo as a... Yeah, I I chose it for organic reasons as opposed to deliberately being super different from what uh, both of yourselves had. Um, yeah, I, I can't argue with loving just the, the P90 sound generally, both for guitar and bass. Um, you know, fatness and bite very much suits the range of styles that I play um, and having... Having quite a stark um, contrast as I roll off tone um, in in the tone control on the Bronco really suits me as well um, to have that sort of range and the yeah the Mojo P90 uh, soap bar was a good fit for that so I'm I'm really happy I went with that choice um, yeah the, the, the you know the Mojo sorry the Mojo range is awesome um, yeah, and I'm not yeah. not trying to take away from that and also I still think with the both of your choices, which I would have been happy to have in mind, I, I'm kind of happy to go P90 again, to mm. be honest. Well, the the Dynabase, the Mojo Dynabase, which is what you've gone for, mm. I also chose for myself in my Fidelity um, Stellarosa yes. build. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, you know, it was great choosing something fun and weird for this, but actually when it comes down to a functioning, all-purpose, great-sounding pickup, the Dynabase is a really good solution. It also mm. looks fantastic because you've got that. It's it's squarer than a P90. Mm. It's, uh, you know, it's got the the raised pole pieces, the lovely sort of black plastic front with the chrome surround. It's cool. It's very iconic. It's got a yeah. proper sort of like yeah. 50s vibe. It reminds me of the, like, the original neck pickup in a Les Paul. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah. Sort of, yeah. that sort of two-tone look, which is, which is very cool. Definitely yours is the most, this is a modern application pickup. It works in all situations, whereas I think me and JD went for weirder things. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I went with the the G-Tone, which is the Gaia Tone, like uh, gold foil. Um, so it's, you know, very much like 60 spec gold foil. It's got the orange, like a like blast of orange, like <laughs> a weird like, orange bar for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I it just looks it. so so mojo y vibey. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like mojo and like lowercase. And yeah. then, you know, <laughs> as is the business. But like, it, it's like, I just really dug it because I was thinking, like, for me, what I wanted this bass to be was something different than what I have. And almost all of my other basses, like my Stonefields and, like, some of my, like, the custom bass I have that I use quite a bit is, like, they're huge-sounding basses. And I wanted something that was just 
that was that was different. That still sa- can still sound big, but is that is is more focused, is more sort of pokey, as I was kind of saying earlier. And and I think it's perfect. Also, it just it's a really cool, vibey look. And it and when I was initially starting this, I was really thinking that like mid-century modern 60s like kind of thinking about like old like soviet era like military equipment like the altec lansing stuff as well and it was that was always the vibe i was thinking um which i think again just to say this a bit of this this modding journey is there's many forks in the road you know like (laughs) like the best laid plans completely change so i yeah, but I just I went with that pickup because it was like something different. It's something I I I don't really have in any other base. So, yeah, 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 exactly. It's it's such an unusual pickup to be in yeah. the the Mojo pickup arsenal. I think. Bear in mind, he doesn't make a P bass or a jazz bass. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but True. he does. He does an orange Gaetone pickup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I I went for one of the other weird. The, so the jazz bass solution that Mojo make is a jazz master shaped jazz bass pickup. So big, you know, white, um, the sort of jazz bass style in that it has two pole pieces slightly to either side of the each string, but, you know, designed for a four, a four string bass. And they're, they're supposed to be sold as a yeah. set because he's literally thinking you cut these into a jazz bass. Um, but obviously I've gone for one just in the middle of the Bronco it's actually great. I was worried it would be a bit thin, you know, like yeah. how a jazz yeah, bass yeah. sounds when mm-hmm. you're just using the the middle pickup, or I guess a bit noisy, like how a yeah, jazz yeah. bass. Yeah, pickup. sure, yeah. But but it's it's not it's it's great. It's super consistent. I'm really articulate. I, I like I've, I've actually been really into it. And I, I was saying earlier uh, to you, Naomi, about the fact that it's so large and in the middle of the body. It's actually great for finger style. I know this is a little this is a little like who cares about this, dear listener? But you know when. You're playing finger style and your your fingers pass through to the body. If you have something blocking that, so you're not your fingers not moving further. F- I don't know how to yeah. describe it. It makes you able to play quicker. It's basically it's the the whole reason people have ramps on yeah, like jazz exactly. bases, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, like, and you know, surely there's someone who's not a YouTuber that has a ramp on their base. But you know, like, <laughs> but in essence, you you have a pickup that is that is that all is kind of a ramp because there's there's so much. Like surface area outside yeah. the pole pieces, it's really yeah. interesting. To yeah, I, I found it so oddly comfortable that I was saying to you guys before we put it, I was like, I think I am actually going to get a set and put this on a base that I care about because mm, yeah. they're they're actually really good. Yeah, um, you know, outside of it just being like a fun, weird, cool thing. I mean, I I will say too about it, the the Gaeta, which is also they they have like uh, bridge and neck um, models of it as well, and it's I was really expecting this to be somewhat noisy and not being not really usable because right. yeah, yeah, i am yeah. i'm i love vintagey stuff i hate signal noise and it's i wish i didn't because you know that's just a thing uh that would make my life a lot easier but <laughs> i i mean also on my cavity it is completely copper shielded i right. really did you know like <laughs> i really did everything to that just in anticipation dead quiet from what i can tell you know like right. absolutely nothing and it's it's it really makes it a usable like it's something i could take into a studio and not have just loads of background noise that has to be filtered out yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's very cool um wiring did you because you you i feel like you've really gone to town on the I, actual I functionality bit, yeah. which i have not i mean yeah. I, the wiring on on mine is wiring that i ripped out of an old 
like eighties Tokai hard puncher that I Red. I have for. I, it doesn't work like the necks all bent and bowed, so I just have it sort of hanging around for spare parts, really. But um, yeah, I just took the electrics out of that, which obviously we found when we were recording the demos. There was one position I could sit in where the jack actually <laughs> yeah. fit in. So I've put no effort into those. Naomi, did you change any of the wiring in in yours, or is it is it stock? Uh, it is no, so it's not stock wiring. So again, um, as per. My first mod, the um, there are new pots in to match. The, right, but they're just they're just stuff that you haven't you, you haven't changed. Well, I've, any. I've not gone in and shielded the no. inner routing or anything like that, and it's yet proved. But you've not changed any resistors or anything like no. that. You've not gone for posh wiring. It's just a drop in of you know yeah. a conventional size. Because of course, again, the sizes are just mad weird. Exactly. Sizes that yeah. It, it must yeah. be harder for them to get hold of those weird sides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but. those those continues are strange. Uh, uh, well, our list of questions for the Bronco <laughs> factory, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But, but of you, I, did you, did you? I feel like this is the same thing did, you put some effort we're into. We're both, we're all smirking at each other, and be like, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, I did. Um, so I, I have uh, for the volume and tone, I have the Dunlop Super Pots, which what uh, are they? So basically, just uh, really, they're just high quality sealed pots that are the same you know 250 audio taper that you would right. normally get so they're they're like a um a modern version that is i think a, a bit better and they are posh pots really right. you know uh posh versions of the cts pots mm. right uh, i see i mean it's still straightforward in that it's it's a typical p-base wiring so it, it's just bridge to volume to tone with a right. and i i ended up going with um the 47 capacitor like uh for my tone i thought about going with like a uh 27 just to kind of piss it real nerdy for the uh specs out there but it is the guitar <laughs> nerds podcast um but it was so i i ended up just going with a typical orange drop that you, right, yeah. you really see but again it's it's a posh capacitor and it's yeah but i was also thinking you know kind of back to this where you were talking about naomi where it's like well you spit more on the mods than anything i was like mm. Base was hundred quid. I can I can spend an extra two quid on a capacitor. That to be fair, if I were buying in the thousands, would cost you know like pennies. But yeah, yeah you know like. Right. But I was like, that's a couple quid. It's fine. Yeah, like I might yeah. as well get it. And there's some really good pots out there. Yeah, um, capacitors I really like. Like Emerson makes some really great ones. And mm-hmm. but it's I just went with a, a classic orange drop. And then the I can't remember the name right now, but the the jack I did go with like some super locking jet, like high spec <laughs> but again it was it was almost kind of to be ridiculous yeah like yeah. in a way that yeah, it's yeah. like all like the highest in components you can get in that you it know, really doesn't matter <laughs> but but the, the highest component the highest in component i mean the the dunlop pots are probably a 10 12 quid a right. piece you know which right. is like but it was it was that i i initially went with like pushback wire and all that to be classic mm-hmm. I realize every time I try to solder with pushback, I hate pushback wire. So I just right. went mm. with like more modern, like actual wire because it technically doesn't matter. Yeah. And then um, what I did find though is that because I went all the copper shielding first, uh, I had a bit of I had a bit of trouble with like making sure that the pots weren't also touching the copper shielding. <laughs> so I have some like like electrical tape like kind of wrapped around the pots just to make sure that there's no there's no metal on metal unintentionally anywhere yeah so awesome yeah i definitely spent um no time at all on anything (laughs) that wasn't stuff you see from the outside yeah Yeah. well i so 
just a fun fun story about like this is that I had to get a new soldering like station because I didn't uh, don't have one here. So I I ordered one, and then. I didn't, it came and I didn't open it because I was like, well, I'm not going to need this for a while. And as you were saying before, I was like, we need this for two weeks and then it's a year later. Yeah. Uh, so there's a huge amount of time that passed between when I got it. And then so when I had all this stuff and I was like, I'm going to go do electronics, everything like ready to go, open the soldering iron. Inside the box, which is, a, is you know, labeled soldering iron and everything, there are instructions for how to use a soldering iron. You know, great. Open that up. It's a two-gang exterior, like, socket. Like, so, no. so, someone had, like, completely put the wrong the wrong thing oh in the God. wrong box. It's no. sealed. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I didn't have any time to do anything because I was like, this, like, time is a bit at a premium. In the, so, I was just yeah. kind of like, what, what do I do? This is the day I have to do this. Yeah. And so, I ended up, like. This isn't even nearly what you need you either. Know, and I was, I was like, I, I, what do I even do? So, I, I, I rang um the place i bought it from and i was like can i do this and basically rightly so they're like when did you buy this and i was like may and they're like when is it now and it's like oh it's like december they're like why how are you just now noticing and i was like well because i haven't needed it yet and it's like didn't you open it i was like why i opened it i saw the box said soldering iron i was like this is the thing i bought i didn't open the box to be like yeah, that definitely what's on the... Yeah, like, sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then... In, in and it's essence, not that it wasn't to your taste. It's that it was... Yeah, it was in essence, they were like, we can't really do anything from like oh, six no. months ago. So so then I started trying to figure out, okay, where can I go? So I was just like ringing local tool stations to be like, do they have a soldering iron? Oh my oh, goodness. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was a, a fun day. Includes part two of the Guitar Nerds Bronkoff. Same as before, if you're listening to this as it comes out, part three will be out tomorrow. That's the final part of the Bronkoff. And if you're listening to this in the future, then just scroll along to part three, the finale of the Guitar Nerds Bronkoff. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 